Welcome to the Conic Blueprint, where we talk about topics in the recruiting and staffing industry with the end goal to help improve people's lives. I'm Jen Fitzke with my co-host, Tom Gettle. This podcast is brought to you by Conic, a technical recruiting company focusing on architecture, engineering, and manufacturing positions in the Midwest. Find out more at conicnetwork.com. Thank you for everyone for being here with us today. I know we're getting this question from our clients, so we wanted to know what are the latest health and benefit trends and how are we success and how are successful companies utilizing them to retain their greatest resource? We're honored to have our guest here today to help answer these questions. Greg Halfley is Senior Vice President of Employee Health and Benefits with Marsh McLennan Agency, a global health and benefits leader. Greg brings over 14 years of subject matter expertise and a background in recruiting and staffing. He brings a personalized approach that offers great value to his audience with real-time insights and best practices. So thanks for being with us today, Greg. Very happy to be here. Thank you, Jen. Can you tell us a bit more about Marsh and your role there? Absolutely. And I did uh, put together a brief PowerPoint presentation. I will just click through a couple slides as questions come on just as as talking pieces. And so Marsh McClendon Agency, real quick, um, we're a full brokerage agency uh, throughout the United States. So I focus on the employee health and benefits piece. We also do business insurance, executive benefits, uh, private client, which is personal insurance, and then retirement services, so 401k, 403b uh, insurances. So we certainly partner with our clients, any aspects of their insurance pieces. And I would say that the minimum, minimum expectation in a broker relationship today is doing the insurance really, really well. There are all the other ways that your broker can help you um, in the areas of recruiting and retention on the employee benefit piece. There, there's certainly lots of ways that we do that. And that's where we love to, to partner with our clients. And thank you everyone for joining us today. I see a lot of familiar faces out there today. So thank you very much for joining. It's awesome. Thanks for being with us here, Greg. And uh, yeah, we, uh, we invite everyone in the audience to participate as much as you feel here today. There's um, in the chat uh, on LinkedIn, you'll see um, area for you to leave a question for Greg or leave a question for us. Uh, feel free to do that. If you have any comments about what we're talking about, drop that in and we'll include that in the conversation. Uh, and then also the emoji buttons. If you uh, want to celebrate or like or love something that's being talked about, use that and uh, fires up the, the screen a bit. So we're Looking forward to um, everyone's uh, questions, comments, and we're definitely looking forward uh, to to, gr to uh, great commentary here. Um, so while the overall economy is definitely changing, uh, companies are still very concerned about employee retention and recruitment. So what in that light, what benefit trends are you seeing lately that's working well for companies, Greg? Yeah, Tom, that's a great question. And as you know, things are changing rapidly today. Um, so I'm just going to pull up a quick slide. These are the, the six realities that we use with our clients in 2022. If you notice, a lot of this information is already going obsolete, right? We're already moving past 22 rapidly going into 2023. But in 2022, we saw workforce demands obviously changing a lot. Crit uh, critical uh, mission D&I programs really being rolled out. Enhancing benefit plans 2020, 2021. We saw organizations can't find people, can't get a truck to move anything, can't get raw materials to build our products, orders coming out of our ears, and we need the people in order to, to help that grow. So we saw a lot of reinvestment 
into employee benefit programs for that recruiting and retention aspect, which a lot of these are, are listed today. And I can certainly send this out to anybody that's joining today. The specifics when it comes to employee benefits in the work life, Pete, was obviously remote workforce, um, having that flexibility to either work 100% remotely and or high, have that hybrid. Uh, we saw advanced PTO plans. We saw advanced family leave plans being built out uh, beyond just parental leave. Uh, for fertility support was certainly enhanced. And then caregiver parental support as well, having a sick or loved one and really um, you know, providing financial resources to go visit that person, whether it be, you know, in car or, or flying across the country, uh, hotel support, et cetera, to help out a family uh, individual. We saw more physical well-being uh, resources, really, you know, getting into those programs again of, okay, since we are at home or since we are uh, in a hybrid area, um, getting more money to resources for gym memberships, Pelotons we saw, in-home uh, fitness equipment, et cetera. And if I move to the far uh, right side, the financial well-being, I think we saw the most um, change or enhancements in benefit programs. And that first one being a lifestyle spending account. So we have clients that will give, say, up to $5,000 and put it into a lifestyle account and then list off all the different ways that you as uh, an individual can use that to pay for maybe uh, your, your, your kid's hockey ice time. Um, for basketball lessons, again, to go see a loved one or an ailing uh, parent, any amount of things that you want to list in that, uh, in that benefit can be used and expensed to, you know, accordingly. So we saw a lot in that specific area. We also saw student loan reimbursement uh, become more and more popular, saying, okay, we're going to basically put us, uh, some money aside and either do a matching program or help you pay down your student loan debt. So from a financial well-being, we saw a lot of reinvestment in those specific areas. That is really interesting. What are you forecasting for employee benefit costs heading into the next year? Waiting for that question. Has, uh, <laughs> everybody's going through renewal season. And yeah. we are, certainly have our, our running shoes on this time of year at MMA. Um, so going back to 2020, 2021, we saw renewals relatively flat and having a lot of uncertainty in the marketplace, not knowing exactly where we're going in with this pandemic. Want to keep everything as close to possible, you know, when it comes to benefit costs and plan designs. So there were tweaking of plan designs, but we saw lots of flat or small single digit increases in that time period. As we now are going into 2023, we are see obviously we see the inflation at the pump. We see the inflation at the grocery store. Medical inflation is also very real as well. So we have two things going on right now. We have increased medical inflation costs going up in our renewals. We also have utilization increased because people are now getting the procedures, okay? So, so if we were seeing five, 6% increases, 7% increases in previous years, you know, that is now an eight to 9%. So we are certainly seeing an uptick. I'd say our median increases right now are going that 8% mark right now. And of course, increases or decreases are, are, are driven by claims. If you're fully funded, there's going to be some community um, weight and balance in there as well. But for the most part, utilization and or medical costs is increasing in 2023. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Follow-up question on, on that um, related. What are you seeing, Greg, uh, for employer contributions to healthcare plans specifically? Is it you know, yep. 50% still in the, the majority and then you have other companies that contribute hundred percent or 90%, are you seeing any trends or are you kind of seen it hold steady the last couple of years? 
right now it's hold steady for sure. It's hold steady. If not previous years, actually reinvesting into the, the employee benefit program to get their benefit plan within or above benchmarks from a recruiting and retention standpoint. Going into this year, a lot of wait and see, a lot of let's just hold things as is close as possible. So I don't see our clients investing in additional benefits as much as previous years, um, but certainly trying to hold where they're currently at. Tom, the benchmark that we see is 73%, if you want to be very specific, from a single employer employee contribution. So I'm sure you're paying 73% okay. of the individual um, premium. Now, Great. going into 2024, you know, we, we might, might see things differently. I've, uh, so again, 14 years in the business, I've seen two, uh, recessive periods, you know, in that time, um, obviously the 2008, nine time period was, was deep in cuts per se. Uh, the last one, not so much. And so right now we'll have to wait and see how things all play out right now. It's certainly a wait and see approach. So I have a question regarding that. So we, as we go ahead, as we look ahead, if for those companies that are going to need to cut costs. Do you foresee or what benefit offerings do you see changing? Should they meet, need to cut those costs and, and still keep their employees engaged? Yep. Great question. So just going off of historical data in my personal experience, the first thing that you'll see employee or employers when it comes to cutting costs is raising deductibles or changing their contributions. If we're going to be more dramatic and we saw enhanced benefits into family coverages throughout the last two years. Yeah. The first thing to take away would be in that, you know, if you are going to start to really take away benefits, at least from the medical perspective, it's taking away from those families. Mm -hmm. um, so very tough decision to make, but your employees are primarily the ones driving your business and the success of your organization. So they really want to start to squeeze down and really protect those individuals that are driving your business. And so really trying to not touch those benefit offerings but also look at, you know, your, your plus ones and your families. Um, I saw that in 2008, 2009. I haven't seen it since I've only seen enhancements, but that's where it, it could potentially go depending on how the economy goes. And do you expect the uh, employer contributions to change? Yep. So that would be another thing that they would take a look at, right? So say if I'm contributing 90, well, now we're going to go to 80. If I'm contributing 75, yep. I'm going to slide down to 70 or 65. Whatever the budget and whatever the business allows us to do, we're certainly going to work within the parameters of the of the budget. Is really what it comes down to. All the other benefits out, you know, that that I talked about, like lifestyle accounts, spending accounts, HSA contributions, another one that would be potentially, you know, taken a look at if you have an HSA and you're offering the benchmark is five hundred dollars individual, thousand family. That's been that benchmark for the last several years. That's another area that companies would potentially start to, to take away those benefits. Again, I'm not seeing anybody do that right now. Um, certainly more of a wait and see approach versus enhanced benefits at this time. Um, but those are things that could be coming down the, down the pipe. So not seeing that in this year's renewal season, mm -hmm. potentially in next year's re renewal season, just kind of a wait and see approach. It's also very, very important that you partner with a broker that has actuaries and underwriters that are fighting for our clients. When it comes to making sure the renewal is justified in the marketplace, uh, making sure you're leveraging and negotiating on behalf of your clients, the best of your ability. Uh, very, very, very important. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Um, then uh, turning to mental health, you had um, in one of your, your um, items, 
on the previous slide there, you'd uh, overviewed uh, mental health. It continues to be a critical issue for employers, uh, employees, whether staff employees, leadership, mental health has, has affected everyone. And I think that the the um, you know the the perception of mental health has definitely changed. It's 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 talked about much more now than it was in in 2019 and, and before. How are you seeing companies helping in this area in terms of um, health and benefits? Yeah, Tom, mental health and, and the challenges of mental health are very very real. Um, the past two years, we received numerous emails, phone calls from our leaders of our clients saying, "I have an individual that needs some some really big help here." You know, they've reached out, they've, they've stated some really tough things to hear and we really need to help them. So certainly working with your medical providers, certainly working with the current benefit plan that's currently offering mental health resources, very, very important. More and more companies this past year put in additional mental health resources, telehealth resources, in-home care resources that reach out to the medical piece, but also to the mental health piece. Right now, waiting periods can be up to two to three weeks to find a mental health uh, professional to be seen. So really bringing telehealth resources specific to mental health had certainly been a godsend to, to some of our clients and some people that work within those organizations. More and more resources certainly are available in the marketplace. There's more innovation when it comes to mental health resources. MMA, we have uh, more than several that we reach out to. And then we also have internally mental health resource support through the, uh, the W-2 employees of MMA. We do some mental health training, training the leaders on how to deal with these types of situations, as well as bringing specific resources directly to our clients and, and the employees of our clients. Excellent. I just want to remind everybody, feel free to put your questions in the comments as we're talking to Greg. If you have anything that's top of mind for you or your organization, please let us know. We have a great resource here to help out today. So one of the things that I think about a lot is diversity and inclusion. And it's just, it's so important to our community. We did our last live cast with the senior demographer for the state of Minnesota. And she talked about how our population um, is going to, in the state of Minnesota specifically, is going to maintain because of the diversity that we have in our state. What benefit areas should companies be thinking about when attracting a diverse workforce? Great, great question. And so five, six years ago, MMA started to go down this journey saying, okay, we want to not necessarily just look differently to our clients and throughout our office, but we also want to take additional steps. And I'm going to get to a, the next slide of, of what does that mean right. to be diverse, to, to, to have equity within our, our populations and to be inclusive, to have inclusive environments. Okay. So why MMA decided to go down this road many years ago, again, from a retract and retain employees, right? The marketplace is changing. We want to make sure that we're getting the best and the brightest um, that's available to us. We think it really fosters engagement, productivity within the walls of MMA. And then lastly, it drives innovation and creative uh, business uh, solutions. So really being a, an inclusive organization, really be um, having an innovative culture is very, very important to us. And we want to continue that. So how do we do that? Diversity and inclusion is certainly one of the, one of those, those steps. So I want to focus on the, the internal things because I personally have gone through these trainings. This is, this is how MMA started our journey is really to start looking internally at the current employees and driving training. So these are trainings that we do. We have uh, diversity, equity, inclusion uh, consultants within our organization, Gary Abernathy, Amanda Keys, the two on the bottom. 
um, and going through awareness, going through unconscious bias, bias training, microaggression training, which really, really eye-opening for, for myself. Um, and some of the things that I learned going through like unconscious bias training or microaggressions, um, when I meet a military, somebody that's been in the military, I say, thank you for your service. You're a hero. That person might not think that they're a hero at all. They might be struggling a lot by some of the experiences that they went through. And so, so not just jumping ahead and just, you know, recognizing that person, maybe softening it up a little bit. I know I have a, a pretty extroverted personality. And so I'd certainly need to tone it down in those scenarios. Um, if you are gay or lesbian and you are within the walls of MMA, do you have your picture up in your, in your queue? Or do you think that I'm not going to put that picture of my family up because somebody might think differently of that? Something I never popped in my head. Something that's very aware now. Um, another example was used as a, a middle-aged female. And I'm actually saying, hey, do you have kids? Well, that might, it might, that might upset that, right? No, I don't have kids. I'm very happy to wear them. You know, I'm currently at. So there's some really small microaggression pieces that were eye-opening to me. And there were many, many more shared. So we started internally saying, okay, let's go through these types of trainings, making sure we have strong awareness. And then from there, now going out into the community and finding other individuals that can help offset that or enhance our DNI initiative. So we partnered with an organization called Upturnships, which allows individuals that might not have an opportunity to get involved in the insurance industry. And so there's a great organization out there that connects us to individuals that we have the opportunity to go through an internship program with them. If they enjoy working with us, we think they can offer a value to our organization. We bring them on full time. That's been a whole run from for MMA, as well as just identifying other areas that we can look internally that maybe from the outside in now looks like we do. We look more diverse, not just act more you know, inclusive to, to, to other members. So that's been our journey since then. Clients have learned about our journey and asked, how can we help them? And that's where Gary and Amanda have been really great. Several of my clients, uh, maybe even a couple of people on today, have engaged uh, with Gary and, and, and Amanda and really are building, helping them build out our clients' DNI initiative. So mm-hmm. it's, been, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. it's great. I love, I love that concept, the upturnship concept. Definitely, we can mm-hmm. we'll connect after, and when we send out the follow up material to the to the uh, attendees here, we'll definitely include a resource there. I think that's a sounds like a great organization and, and a great initiative. Yeah, there, Tom. There's many organizations. You know, that's just an organization that we currently partner with, but there's many organizations out there that can really connect dots for for organizations that want to try to to strengthen their, their DNI initiative. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I was, I was wondering, um, um, backing up a bit, our, our conversation uh, about the the lifestyle benefits and do you see employees using that maybe in, in you know, coupling it with mental health concerns? If someone has, you know, just, I just need a couple of days off. I just need to take a weekend away, just go to a cabin or just go somewhere or, you know, hey, I just need to get out of town, just do a reset. Can employees use that those funds for something like that? They could. They wouldn't necessarily. We haven't seen lifestyle accounts being used that way. It's just more of a PTO enhanced PTO, you know, scenario. Um, if I'm struggling in, in a situation, but it's also getting them involved with HR right away, making sure you're going through the proper steps. You're making sure you're documenting because if it does escalate, 
to a further extended leave that, that, you know, there's obviously a lot of very smart HR individuals out here. They're making sure they're going through the proper steps uh, in, in getting that person the help that they need, but also the documentation and making sure that we, we understand kind of what's going on. Yeah, great. And one thing that we have utilized internally uh, as a benefit enhancement is um, access to a financial planner. Mm-hmm. So our employees are able, and we, it isn't through an insurance company. We just found someone that, that many of our staff had, had used for many years. So we just said, hey, why don't we just add this to our benefits? And, and they're invited to meet with that person. Uh, I believe it's once a quarter, uh, just go through the, their financial checklist, help get help uh, creating a, a budget or whatever they need, uh, retirement planning. Um, have you seen that in other organizations? Uh, I would say absolutely from a, a financial wellness perspective, enhancing okay. financial wellness resources. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Whether it be one-on-one counseling through MMA in our financial team or outside vendors, you know, or financial advisors, et cetera. Uh, a- absolutely. You know, so there's been wage increases, obviously the last several years, stock market has been great. We've been on since 2011 on a very strong bull run here. Um, and so, you know, things are going to be changing or are changing, unfortunately, you know, relatively rapidly. I think it just really puts more focus on what's going on today. And are, are my finances, you know, in a good spot? And if they're not, you know, making sure you have the proper resources. So Bravo to your organization for looking out for your employees, certainly seeing more yeah yeah oh that's great are you back with us Greg? <laughs> he disappeared for a second <laughs> i think he might be frozen we'll get him back here in a second i see him i'm here there we go right. that's good <laughs> he disappeared for a second did it yeah. <laughs> i have another question and this is this is pointed i have Clients who have yeah, the screen went black there for a second, but yeah, looks like Jen's I, still coming back. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you, Greg. Okay, Greg, can you hear me? Oh, I can hear you, Jen. Okay, well, Tom, if you could ask him, I wonder yeah. if you, for clients that are asking their their employees to come back. Yeah, Tom, I can hear you just fine. I can see you just okay. fine. Cool. Are they getting creative with any additional benefits to bring employees back to the office? Jim must have a faulty connection. Yeah. Um, are, are, are you seeing any, any different, any creative benefits that are, that are working for employers? Well, creativity is always, we think they're creative, but again, there has to be the budget for it, you know, and the need. So I think the creativity piece, again, is in mental health resources, you know, bringing those additional resources to the table. Um, you know, social well-being resources, we didn't talk about that yet. You know, a lot more of volunteering, time off. Um, donation matching programs is becoming more and more popular internally at MMA, but we're also seeing other clients, um, you know, when it comes to the donation piece, I put on an annual fishing tournament that allow you know, some clients and friends and we raise some money doing it that way. So I think we've seen more and more of those types of events happen since we've come out of COVID, more in-person uh, in person pieces and things. When it comes to, to um, the education communication of benefit plans and overall, I think education or communication to employees, I think there's been a lot of creativity in that specific area with, you know, using apps and technology reaching out to your employees. So we use a lot of brain shark videos now 
uh, voiceover presentations, yeah. uh, what apps, uh, you know, benefit plans. So I think there's a lot of innovation in the marketplace. It's just a matter of what the client is looking for and, and what that budget looks like. So cool. at MMA, we have a, an innovation council that all, you know, hundreds of different vendors that are approaching MMA and, and want to do business with us, sitting down on an innovation council and really understanding what's in, you know, what is out there and then bringing it to the marketplaces. Really yeah. What about, I think maybe Jen, this is what you're trying to get at in, in terms of um, returning to the office. Yeah. I think a lot of companies, you know, a lot of companies in our, a lot of our customers are in the manufacturing world and that's all on site. It's just kind of the expectation. When people go into the field, they assume it's going to be on, on site and, and that's what they love. But a lot of, even in, in manufacturing companies, there's the operations people, uh, finance people, perhaps HR that don't need to be in. Then you have other, other companies that they are, they are working hundred percent remote or have been. And then sometimes leadership would ask them to come back to the office, either full-time or part-time. Are you seeing any benefits in that realm? Like, you know, it's, it's a, it's a change if people have been working from home for the past two or three years. Now employers are asking them to come into the office, which is perception is okay. Now that's extra cost and wear and tear on the vehicle time, uh, buying lunch, uh, those types of things when now, when they come into the office, have you seen any changes in, in that area? I think employers to entice people to come back to the office. Yes. Lots more lunches, happy hours, get together, bring the band back together type of things. We certainly see more and more of that, but I don't, I don't see the, you know, everybody going back to the office happening again, at least for the, the near term. Mm -hmm. I think remote working and, and hybrid, um, you look at myself for example, I've always been hybrid, right? I'm out with clients most of my day, right? So I'm not, I'm only in the office a couple of days a week, even before COVID that hasn't changed. And I think that you've seen productivity levels actually increase in the, in a hybrid environment, if not a remote but in setting. So for, I don't think we're going to see everybody rushing back to the office from a productivity standpoint. It all, but it also depends on your culture, right? We do have clients that they were 100% in the office all the time. That's the way they're going to be. So it really does come down to your culture. But from a true productivity standpoint, I think you can certainly operate on a hybrid and or remote workforce if it works for your business. At MMA, we're certainly hybrid right now. Um, and I don't see us being 100% back in the office again. But, you know, again, that's at least in the near term, that's that's how it is. Yeah, 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 definitely. I think it's a, it's a important topic that, everyone's working through every company is working with their employees and having discussions, having surveys about what they want to do. And I think there's through conversation, I think everyone will, will come to a, to a good, um, middle ground around that. Um, but it's, it's, it's interesting because, um, for employees that have been used to it and then, um, you know, coming back to the office does have some, some costs that they haven't been used to for the past few years. So be, be further discussions around that, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, but no, we don't see any additional costs or, you know, hey, I'm now driving to the office, I want more gas money or, you know, dry cleaning money or anything like that. We, we haven't seen any of that as, as of yet. Yeah, 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 great. Well, great. Uh, the audience, if you have any questions or comments, uh, feel free to drop them in the chat and Greg will handle them right away. Uh, at this point, we'd love to, turn it over and get um, a little bit more 
a little bit more conversational with you, Greg, to help the audience get to know you a little bit better. Uh, part uh, we like to call the lightning round questions. So we have a few uh, teed up questions for you here that are uh, kind of meant to be um, uh, smaller discussion points and uh, and uh, get your thoughts on these. Oh boy. All right. Let her rip. <laughs> uh, here's an easy one, I think. Uh, what do you love most about working at Marsh? Oh, now this is this is not cliche because I'm sure it's it's going to sound you know like a standard response, but really the people, of the organization, the culture, of the organization, and the leadership of the organization. So I started in 2008 because of the leadership, because of the opportunity, and because of the culture. And I can and I've never wavered on this. I will be retiring from this organization because of that. So 15 more years, and then puts me at 60, and then we'll we'll see. Maybe I'll. I'll do something else, be a full-time football coach or something. But uh, I absolutely love my job. I love my clients. I'm indebted to my clients for the, for them to give me the opportunity to service their benefit programs. Lots of great friendships uh, throughout the years. And I'm very, extremely blessed to work for a great organization. Yeah, that's that's awesome. I've, I've heard nothing, nothing but great things about Marsh over the years. And you guys have a fantastic reputation. So that's that's great. What are your favorite Minnesota fall and winter activities? Oh, well, um, I just mentioned I, I I love coaching football. So I have a senior and a freshman. Um, and so they don't need that anymore. You know, I don't I don't get to coach their sports anymore. So actually, <laughs> uh, so I was a high school football coach before I got my big boy job years ago uh, and got married and kids and all that kind of stuff. And so this year I got the opportunity to get back into high school uh, coaching. So. Uh, this fall, I've been at Lakeville South High School, um, coaching on defense. Absolutely love it. And again, just a testament to, to MMA for giving me the opportunity to do that. Uh, you know, four to six, I'm basically cutting out of work and going to coach football and then have to, you know, I have time to jump back on email or, or get some additional work done because of my absence there. But they've been very, very supportive uh, of this passion. I also love the outdoors. Anything to get me outside, I'm, I love it. So we'll be playing, you know, Playing football, going for walks, seeing the fall colors, hunting, fishing. You know, I just, I love being outside. So, and this is just, I think the best time of the year right now. Yeah. That's Great. spectacular. That's awesome. You're, you're a Lakeville South guy. Lakeville South. Absolutely. So. Yeah. Our CEO, Brad is uh, heavily involved with Lakeville North. Uh, so if he's, if he's on, he's listening now, he can chime in and <laughs> well, start a little ruckus with you. <laughs> Brad's Brad's a great guy. We had the opportunity to coach hockey together when our kids were were mites, and so Brad's a, a wonderful guy. Great hockey coach, great talent. Awesome. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> Just a different sticker on the back of his truck or car. That's all. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's great. Uh, what is your favorite artist or band, Greg? Well. Um, I would say probably more towards a country piece. Um, so when uh, Eric Church was in town, we took our kids, my wife and I took our two boys to our first family concert. So nice. Uh, so Church and, and, and Morgan Wallen played. And so we said we were going to the Eric Church concert. They said they were going to the Morgan Wallen concert. So, uh, but I certainly would say I side more on, more on the country side. But 80s, 90s rock is always good too. So whatever's on the radio though, I'm, I'm pretty much into it. That's awesome. Great. Our last uh, lightning round question. What is your best superpower? My best superpower? I don't know if I have any superpowers. Um, I would say that I want superpower. Um, I, you know, I, when it comes to 
to, I guess, working out, I've always kind of been pretty consistent at that, uh, just taking, taking care of myself. So I'd always, I'd say if there was a superpower that I would want, it would be just uh, like superhuman strength, I guess. Um, uh, what's the movie? Un- uh, Bruce Willis, Unbreakable. I don't know if anybody's seen that movie or not. Uh, how he, he just has that freakish strength and then he just never gets hurt. I'm uh, approaching 46 and then you get out of bed and the back hurts a little bit more and the shoulder hurts and this and that. It'd be really nice if we just didn't have any of those aches and pains. So <laughs> I'd say that that would be a, a super healing or a, a strength that I would want to have, I guess. <laughs> That's great. Fantastic. Uh, I don't see any questions come through in the chat, which is totally fine. If you have any uh, follow-up questions afterwards, feel free to ping any of us. Um, with that in mind, Greg, how can the audience get in touch with you? Um, certainly, I believe my my email address uh, is linked to this uh, page. I, if there is certainly a list, I'd be more than happy to send out my contact information. LinkedIn's always a great way to get a hold of me. You can either uh, reach out via message or just um, send me an invite through LinkedIn. We can certainly connect that way. Yeah, awesome. We will uh, forward this um, to the RSVPs and we'll add your content info to, to that too. So everyone can look forward to that in the next couple of days. Fantastic. Jen, anything else before we wrap up? I know they're, they're being live. There's, there's always a little bit of a technical hiccup at some point and we, we lived that today, but any final thoughts, Jen? I just, it's so important. And I know that all of our, um, guests that are with us today just understand and they're just looking for those creative ways to keep their 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 like you mentioned our most important resources are people and just keeping them engaged and so hopefully as as we go through 2023 and into 2024 we're just doing everything that we can to keep all of this front and center and top of mind which I know our our folks here are doing. It's just, it's just such an, I, I'm rambling. Cause it's, I, this is what happens to me when I get really passionate about things. I'm it's like, Oh, what thought comes first. So just thank you for everything. You've given me a lot to think about. I wrote down Gary and Amanda's names. So I'm going to definitely reach out to them on LinkedIn today. You know, in, in understanding that the primarily in HR, you know, focus today, uh, love working with HR people because they want to protect their employees. They want what's best for my employees and enhancing benefit plans and doing the very best for the people that run our business and do such a great job. And then you have, you know, the CFO lens, right? Where it's more financial. And so that's where we're kind of fit right in between those, right? There's a budget we have to make sure we stay involved with, but how can we enhance and squeeze every dollar possible to bring the best benefit offering to, to our employees, right? And I think MMA does an exceptional job of that. So Wow. Thank you again for the opportunity to to speak today. So really, really appreciate the time. Awesome. Great. Thank, thank you, Greg. Time. Thanks for being with us today. Everyone in the audience, thank you for joining us. Uh, stay tuned to our LinkedIn page. And uh, if you listen to podcasts, you can find the Conic Blueprint podcast there for other related conversations. And uh, we'll have this conversation uploaded in a few days as well. Uh, and as I mentioned, I'll send out a Follow up email with Greg to contact everyone um, over the next couple of days. Thank you, everybody. Thanks. Thank you. Have a day. Thanks for joining this episode of the Conic Blueprint, brought to you by Conic, a recruiting company focused on architecture, engineering, and manufacturing in the Midwest. Find out more at conicnetwork.com and follow us on LinkedIn. Also, follow this podcast for the latest episodes. We're excited to hear your thoughts, so please leave us a review and let us know what you think. 
Thanks, everyone, and we'll see you next time on the Conic Blueprint Podcast. Conic Blueprint.